You can't talk about art history without seeing the impact Catholicism has had on art and the impact that art has had on Catholicism. It's time for our monthly art history lesson with Charles and Amanda Shepard from the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. This is Kyle Hyman here with Charles and Amanda Shepard from the Fort Wayne Museum of Art. What are we talking about today? Well, we are moving into the late 19th century, nearing the 20th century. And the reason being is, personally, I am looking at modernism in my own personal research and specifically rediscovering the spiritual dimension of modern art. A lot Hmm. of modern art gets written off as wacky or hedonistic or secular and there's a lot more to it spiritually and religiously than I think any of us know. And so along that way, of course, I picked out some really interesting pieces that I want to share with you. So when you say modern art, what do you mean by that? Not just abstract art. No, modern art really refers to a period of time and different scholars pinpoint it to different times. We're talking probably the mid 19th century, maybe a little bit before when scholars say this is when modern art begins and it coincides with industrial movements, cultural movements, and it spans the globe. So, When we think of modern art, we think of abstract, but it comes out of a reaction against earlier art movements. And you just continue to see reaction after reaction after reaction until you get to this point where it's, I'm looking at a black canvas and that's art. (laughs) Well, and not to put too much of a fine point to it, but just as a galvanizing example, the Impressionists like Monet's Haystacks of which he did numerous at different hours of the day as the light changed on the haystack, the haystack changed, Mm -hmm. relate that to Monet was not a member of the academies that trained artists. So it wasn't that he was self-trained, but he wasn't in that league where what was being rewarded was almost photographic realism devoid of natural sight, for example. Uh And so he and other of the Impressionists are turning a tide on Maybe in a modern world, I would reflect what I see as opposed to what is there in your mind. Mm -hmm. And the theme that I'm finding as I'm researching these artists is that they're not reacting against so-called reality that was depicted in, let's say, Renaissance art. They're reacting against post-Enlightenment notions of rationalism, reductionism, scientism, which encouraged people to ignore the mystical, the ineffable, the spiritual. And artists are saying, no, 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 this is disastrous. And art is one of those ways that we can return people to that mode. Okay. So I came across this really interesting group called the Nabis, and they're kind of an artist group that splinter off from the establishment. And Nabi comes from the Hebrew word Navi for prophet. Okay. One of its leaders was a devout Catholic. The other artists in the group were not necessarily devout Catholics, but they were rooted in Catholicism, especially in 19th century France. So they read Catholic philosophers, they knew the theology, they were really interested in returning to Catholic mysticism and Mm -hmm. thought that they could do that with their art. One of the ways that they 
thought that they could do that is by painting their spiritual reactions to the world, not their perceptual reactions or um, just reproducing reality. They thought that through color and form and line, they could communicate the transcendent rather than communicating this literal scene in front of me. Uh And they defended things like flatness and distorted figures as a type of symbolism of this other world. And just to put some more detail to that, the main artist who we're going to talk about in a minute, Maurice Denis, the devout Catholic, says that he who wishes to paint the story of Christ must live with Christ. And I take that to mean that you can't simply have this superficial relationship with the person of Christ in Mm -hmm. order to tell his story. You have to be mystically related to him Hmm. and that's not a rational thing in many ways they were really trying to use art to get people away from that scientific rationalist thinking yeah i think their initial and even their later approaches emphasized that there is a subject to this this isn't an exercise in how perfectly i can paint a rose or how i can tell an allegorical story there's a deeper subject that I'm talking about, whatever that might be, in this case of the piece that we're looking at, climbing to Calvary, I'm going to approach the subject, dig in deep, and we're going to emphasize telling the story of this subject through color, line, and form, and not worry about getting hung up on picture-perfect reality, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should also clarify, it's not that they were against science or rationalism, it's that science and rationalism dominated the culture and sought to make it more secular than it really should be. Mm-hmm. And we know this well today. Yeah. Um, so let's turn to the painting now. It's a compositional feat more than anything else hmm. because they were really interested in sacred geometry and they felt that geometry and form spoke to the spiritual dimension in ways that not a lot of people realized. And so in this painting, this is Christ greeting his mother Mary on the way to Calvary. And the figures are very simplified. They're almost childlike. Yeah. They're flat. There's not a lot of dimension. We don't see facial features. Uh, Christ is in the upper left corner with the cross sort of being the dividing line of the entire plane. And behind the cross, you see the Roman soldiers with their weapons, and you don't see any individual figures. It's just a a mass of people. And then on the other side of the cross, sort of in line with the cross, are the disciples of Jesus. And they are depicted here as modern religious women in a traditional black and white habit. So he didn't seek to paint them in the clothing of Jesus's time, but they remind us today of, of nuns. And just to give people an idea of how maybe abstract some of this is, you talk about the soldiers. I see it now, but mm-hmm. I just thought that was like grass over there. <laughs> no. It's just kind of a black yeah. blobs with some wisps well, coming out. Of, I think we can assume that they're soldiers because of the yeah. spears. Now that you say that, yeah, yeah it's obvious. And, and sort of the mob coming after him. What's driving him up the hill with his cross is way, first of all, it's a faceless mob. Yeah. The weaponry is shooting up to the sky, weapons higher than a person's height to get this poor 
Jesus with a cross, are you worried he's going to turn around and beat you up? Right. I mean, it's way overpower, way yeah. faceless. And if, if ever was a moment that you know something's wrong back here, there's even a signal behind it with all the grayness and gloom in the background. The largest single object in the painting is the cross. Mm-hmm. And then he's kneeling in a field of flowers. Hmm. And that is what is to the left of the painting on the left side of the cross. And again, I see that cross is dividing sort of the meekness of the flowers from the barbarism of the mobs behind him. And something else that we can think about with this work in the larger context of modern art is that most art historians and scholars haven't talked about the intense spiritual dimension of modern art. You know, works like this have been suppressed as fringe pieces by artists who, you know, that was their personal work, and this is the real work that they were making over here of Mm -hmm. this colorful scene. As I'm researching more of this, that's simply not true, and it, it comes from artist testimonies themselves. So the broader point that I think is really interesting is that so much of the spiritual or religious in modern art has been suppressed out of the entire story of art history. And it's because scholars simply weren't taught that way is what I'm finding. Huh. Well, and it's a combination of they weren't taught that way. And in fact, you could even jump to the conclusion they were taught another way because as art history and art scholarship emerges as a discipline, maybe I wouldn't get published if I talked about Catholic subjects, Christianity, spirituality. Right. Maybe somebody would look at my essay as being less intellectual, perhaps more primitive. Mm-hmm. And so you would self-edit out of fear, mm-hmm. if this makes sense. Sure, you sure. Know? So, I mean, it's it's the great steamroller of secularism in mm-hmm. a way. So just going back to the, the style of this painting, mm-hmm. This is my art ignorance here, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you would have told me that a middle school student painted this, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, yeah, not mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say look at the composition with a more serious eye because the composition is a device that is really the power of the piece. And then these simple choices of the little flowers in the field that Christ is kneeling in, It's these artists weren't after mastery in the sense of I've been to the academy and I have learned how to paint a flower in the most naturalistic way. A lot of these artists were saying, that's a lie. That's not, that's not the deepest parts of our reality of our existence. You know, replicating a flower is not the most important thing that an artist can do. Mm -hmm. Communicating that mystical experience is the most important thing that I can do. Now, admittedly, this painting is one of his less colorful. If you look at some of his other works, and he he did a couple of Annunciation paintings that I thought were really striking. The power of this work is not in the mastery of the face, the expression on Christ, or that you know we see the particular joints in his fingers. It's really the gestures of the figures that we do get, and that he is placing the way of the cross as the number one thing in this painting. It's not mm-hmm. the way of the soldiers. It's not the the mob coming to accuse him and kill him. 
um, it's it's the little flower here. Well, and like the sixth grader, though, here is the interesting comparison there because you're sort of dead on. The sixth grader isn't worried about communicating to you the texture of the wood of the cross or right. uh, honestly and innocently giving you something that is really moving them. And these artists have been trained to do high-level realism, and they're shunning it to get beyond that sort of show-off-y, I can give you just raw emotion here and innocence and, and thus be more pure. Yeah. It's a gutsy thing to do, though, for you to go in a studio and paint something like this. You're going to risk everybody in the academy going, whoa, <laughs> sixth grader. Yeah. What happened to you? Mm-hmm. Relapse. Yeah. And in the nineteenth late 19th century, when supreme values are being challenged by the Enlightenment and the scientific revolution, I think these artists were worried about other things. What I took from my research is that they were concerned about our communion as humans with the spiritual Hmm. and that it wasn't technical mastery that was necessarily going to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll put a link to this so people can check it out and good to reflect on during Lent as Mm -hmm. well. So thank you so much. What's going on at the museum right now? Right now, we have a really neat abstract show by an upcoming artist named Heather Day. She is not many years out of art school, and she's already seen a lot of success. Her work is a lot of pouring paint on the canvas to get an Mm. atmospheric effect. And she just did um, a site-specific floor-to-ceiling mural in the museum. It's really colorful and moving that I think a lot of people will like. Which, I was talking with Charles at the men's conference that's temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're, we're going to stand it off and paint over it. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for another art history lesson. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Kyle.